You are listening to Intro to Extra, the life and times of polar people, the podcast where an introvert and extrovert talk about how they perceive and experience life differently through random musings and anecdotes. Welcome back to Intro to Extra, everybody. I'm Ross, the introvert. And I'm Greg, the extrovert. And today, our topic is schools. Not necessarily about subject matter or schools itself, but really how we interacted and navigated through school. So, Ross, today, uh, I'll take a little bit more of a backseat on this one, because I am very curious on, on introverts in school. Uh, I have my own narrative, of course, and we'll get to that. But uh, talk to me a little bit about school. How was school for you um, from navigating it as an introvert? Like, what were, the, what were the telltale signs to you early on that you were definitely an introvert at school? You know, well, so first off, I thought we were going to be here to talk about social studies the whole time. So I guess let me scratch that. <laughs> uh, school, was, school was a business transaction for me, right? And I mean that from... I would say from fifth, sixth grade through college, it was very much, you don't go to school to have fun. It's business. It's work. You go there to get your grades, do good in school, keep your head down and move on. Right. And so elementary school, a little bit different. Like my, in my opinion, elementary school was very much, it was just a lot of fun. Right. I had friends. There was no clicks. So for me as an introvert, I have a love-hate relationship with clicks, right? Hear me out. So we all know clicks in a, in a way they get a bad rap, but from an introvert perspective, that gives me my close-knit group and someone else has their close-knit group. And other than, you know, the whole bad topics of bullying and all of that, which is ridiculous and should end, a click allowed me to have my group of friends that I could hang out with and other people wouldn't bother me. Elementary school, I think it's really hard to identify as an introvert or an extrovert early on in school, and maybe it's different now. I'm a little bit older, so we'd have to ask some others. But back then, it was kind of whoever your parents' friends were, their kids. It was just kind of who you got paired up with. And it was a lot of fun for me because there wasn't really a whole lot of, you know, pointing fingers, trying to figure things out. You just enjoyed yourself. But then as middle school came along, which, as everybody always likes to say, middle school is just a bad time for everybody. Not sure if it was for extroverts, but for introverts, it's like terrible because you are battling trying to fit in or not fit in. You don't really want to fit in, but you're conflicted because everybody else is trying to. You know what I mean? I do. It, so, it, so, so let's, let's from the click perspective – you like the boundaries, you like the definition it provided. You it gave you enclosure. Absolutely, the idea that absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and there wasn't and the clicks evolved, right? The 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 people I hung out with changed based off based off of the extracurriculars I did. I was in band, so there was the band click. I was never in athletics. I mean, you can look at me clearly. I don't lift, bro. But <laughs> there's you know there's 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 elements of there's elements of sports. And people that I hung out with that played sports or that are like sports. Now, the interesting thing, and I was talking to my wife about this, was I love video games. And I loved video games growing up. 
Well, I was in a very small town. So maybe we should set a little context. Very small town, grew up in. Class that I graduated high school was maybe 100 people, I think. I can't even remember, but I knew most everybody's name. We'll put it that way. But video games had not caught on like they had in big cities. So I was talking to my wife. She's like, oh, yeah, if you had video game systems, Sega, Nintendo, dating myself, you were, you were one of the popular kids. I'm like, oh, no, you were a nerd, almost outcast if you played video games. You well, know. but the video games is interesting, right? Because, because yes, I get the, de- the social context of the definition of someone who likes computers and video games, et cetera. But, but thinking about video games as, a, as an introvert, it would definitely fuel the ability not to have to spend time with people necessarily. Like, oh, yeah. Especially in the world where it wasn't online gaming. You had your close group of friends. It was almost, it was almost built for introverts because it's like, oh, wait, you can only have four players I'm good with that, right? It's, it's like, sweet, right? Sometimes I'd bust out the Nintendo because I only wanted to have one friend over, you know? Hey, why not? So that was that was just kind of, from my perspective, there was a level of comfort in the clicks to wrap, it, that, wrap that up, the clicks, the introversion, playing video games. But then there was this difficulty, and I alluded to that earlier of, do I want to fit in? Do I not want to fit in? Because I'm, you know, as an introvert, I do, you know, I do want to, I'm, I'm very sensitive to, you know, the inner thoughts, you know, kind of how I take a perspective on things. And so one example, right, I, it was what sixth or seventh grade, skateboarding was all the rage. I can't stand on a skateboard and stay balanced for, to save my life. But Some of my friends that I had before in elementary school had started to get into skateboarding. So what do I do? I have the genius idea to ask for a pair of Airwalks for my birthday. You remember Airwalks, Greg? Yeah, I do. I had a pair of Airwalks, absolutely. Oh, green Airwalks. They were so nice. Not very comfortable, but I kind of wanted some Airwalks. One of my friends, he was still kind of one of those, as I would call him, borderline friend. He was about to go into his, his new group of friends, but still thought I was cool. Me being hyper loyal, I was still very loyal to him. So I got some airwalks. First day I wear them to school. Not kidding. Somebody asked me, but do you even skate? (laughs) Oh, crushed, dude. Never wore those airwalks again. They're probably sitting at my mom's house, like collecting dust. So if anybody wants some like, I don't know, like size five kids, green airwalks, (laughs) hit me up. Hit me up on my DM. You had a size five middle school. That's 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 what we've confirmed by this narrative. I, I really I really don't know. I mean I do have I do have flippers for feet, right? But I'm not a good swimmer, surprisingly enough. Like duck foot. But yeah, so so you know my airwalk story just goes to say that that was a defining moment of when I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't really need to have a bunch of friends and put myself out there because all it's going to do is put me in a spot where I'm second guessing myself, right? Because I was, I was prided myself in like knowing what I wanted, all of those things already at that age. And it was like, do you even skate? But, but I think, I think all people can relate to that middle school story. I, I went to, I went, I went to three different middle schools growing up um, in three different pl- in three different pl- one was in Heidelberg Germany one was Hanau Germany and one was Leavenworth Kansas because that's the happening place on the planet 
Yeah, um, buddy. So, so I think I'm more curious about how does, I mean, you stayed in the same place, you went to the same school, but how did navigating middle school in general, you're trying to find your identity. You probably switched friends quite a bit. That's kind of the story that most people have about middle school. How does an introvert navigate school? How did you navigate friends in those? Because because friends are terminal in middle school, right? You have some friends that stick with you, but a lot of friends are just short-lived. You had them in home ec, and then you don't see them again. Um, how did you navigate as an introvert maintaining some level of human friendship levels of those kind of things? Because you have this hyper-loyal, wanting-to-keep-people-close kind of things and not opening up as dramatically. So, Yeah, well, it was... I would tell you it was based off of the extracurriculars, right? My friends in middle school, I was in band in middle school. I was in the percussion section. Well, surprisingly enough, I had a group of probably five to six close friends, what what I would call close, right, in middle school. And four of the six were in the drum section, including myself, right? And then the other two were other bandies, as as we were ridiculed and called, whether that's a pro or not. So for me, it was it was almost like I had to go to those, you know, I had to go to band practice and everything else. So I had to socialize with somebody. Right. And it was people who had the closest, closest interest to mine. And that's how I really grouped, grouped my friendships back then. Right. Being an adult now, that's what we do as well. Whether it's political interests, whether it's social life interests, whether it's work, that's how you build your friends. At least from an introvert, that's how I, build my friendships is I've worked with you long enough. I start to build a friendship or I've been doing some sort of activity, whether it's some sort of exercise thing, whether it's book club, Wait, who, do, who does book club? That's a bad example for me. <laughs> audio book club. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I do read folks, but you know, audio books, but to, to the point is that really hasn't changed from my perspective of when I was younger to now, it was all about the activities I did externally. If I did activities, that's the biggest thing, right? Because as an introvert, I get solace in just having that alone time to recharge with a small group of people. I have to identify people that aren't going to overwhelm me and be able to choose wisely in those people. Because there are some points where I would even have friends over and I vividly remember we would be playing video games and there's only so much Mortal Kombat you can play with people before I just want to stop and just like chill out by myself, <laughs> you know. And so I would that's how my friendships went. And yeah, and they they came and went. And I would tell you some of the ones I had in middle school stayed in high school, but it was because we then took interest in computers specifically. Right. You're you're listening to them. Right. The head president. That's. It's a little bit duplicative, but president of the computer club right here. That that was me. And what was it? It was my group of me and like four other nerds. And all, all we did was talk computer stuff. I think the school just felt bad for us and just let us call it the computer club at that point. <laughs> but but it, it morphed into, okay, we were the computer club. We were made fun of. Sure. It wasn't. Fortunately, it wasn't very bad bullying, but it, it was pretty much just our group of friends, but we were totally, we were totally cool with that. We talked computer stuff, but it was all about the same interests, right? It was all about extracurriculars. Now, my question to you is when you were 
in middle school and high school? Were extracurriculars where you made your friends or did you already have friends? Did you make friends outside of that or is that how you formed friendships as well? So, so Russ, I moved around a lot. Coming into this, into this topic was interesting. Had I not gone to the 100-person high school I ended up going to from 9th through 11th grade um, until I moved to San Antonio, um, I, I don't think I would have been as extroverted and as, as extra as I probably am. Um, I was a pretty shy kid uh, when I was younger. I loved the show. I loved the stage. I loved to be up and entertain people. But I was never one to be... I, I was a nerdy kid. Obviously, we're doing a podcast. I haven't changed much. Um, I was a bit of a nerdy <laughs> kid. Uh, and, you know, I was odd trying to find myself through all of that. For friends, to answer that question, for friends, uh, it wasn't until I got to high school that I really got to do extracurriculars. I was a Boy Scout. Another, another way to, you know, build your network. But, yeah, I was a Boy Scout. Learned a lot about leadership and that stuff. Um, and my favorite point of Boy Scouts was doing the doing the campfire. That was my favorite one, right? Because I got to entertain people. That was always what I wanted to do. But I, as far as friends outside, I didn't really have a lot of friends in school until high school. And in that realm, it really was because I went to 100-person high school and because I got to be, become me and the hormones hit and I became this very loud, extroverted individual. So I don't think the, the reason I say all that is because I don't think the activities are how I met friends. I think I ended up in activities because mm. my friends were doing activities, not because... I wanted to do them. Got it. So um, yours was yours was truly almost the inverse is, hey, you yeah. had made friends and they're like, oh, we're doing this activity. And you're like, oh, sweet. Sounds like fun. Yeah. I'll dive into it. Why well, I didn't want to be home, right? I didn't want to be home. I wanted yeah. to be out and I, w- I would do anything. I played football at 111 pounds, Ross. I was second sweet. string center on an American football team. Wait, um, wait, you were center? You were the guy who first made contact with the opposition yeah, yeah. team at every snap. Yeah, every you. snap. Wow. Yeah, yeah, but 111 pounds. Well, not really, because they wouldn't let me play. Um, well, sure, I was 111 sure. pounds. So I, but I couldn't run, and I couldn't catch. Uh, I, I had no athletic ability whatsoever, but it was the only way I could get out of town. Um, and because our football trips would take a whole weekend, if you didn't, you'd be the only kid in class watching videos of, like, whales eating seals or whatever in biology. Like, you, there was never any... <laughs> You had no, you had no, you're the you only no kid because the volleyball yeah. team would be gone. The football team was gone. The tennis team was gone. So you're just the one guy in biology class by yourself watching it with the sub. Now I did, I did do UIL, which for those who might not know, stands for university interscholastic league, which I know why they call it UIL because that's a, that's a mouthful. Anyways, I did UIL in sixth and seventh grade. And you know what I did? Guess guess what I did, Greg? Let's see if you can let's see if you can figure it out. I'm not sure if you actually know this story. I don't think I do, unless it's mathletes. And I didn't. I don't think you were in mathletes. Oh no! <laughs> but n- no, no offense to mathletes. All this all this machine learning stuff going on. I wish I would have paid more attention in math class. No, I was oral reading poetry. I can see it, Ross. Come on, come on. No, no, laugh it up. Laugh it up. Come on, get it in there. The audience needs some Greg laughter in this podcast. This one's a little this one's a little little low light talking into Ross's introversion. All right, folks, y'all got it. That's it. Now y'all can just loop that clip if you want, because it's about to get real dull here. I was in poetry, but th- this is what's funny. I had the same poem that I did for two straight years. 
didn't want to mix it up. No, no, no. Find what works for you, Ross, right? But I did a funny one. In fact, I recited it this weekend for my spouse because she took the opportunity to listen to me, bless her soul, you know, and I, I respect her for that because I don't know if I would have done the same. Mrs. Stein by Bill Dodds. Got to give, got to give Bill reps. I don't know if he's still around. If he isn't, bless his soul. He, he won me a lot of first and second places in sixth and seventh grade. <laughs> crushed, crushed him in all these little bitty hill country towns with five other random people doing poetry. But yeah, I did poetry, which for me, the interesting part is getting up in front of a group of people and doing the poetry as someone else was almost like it was a super, it was an amazing release because I was somebody completely different. So I could do the motions. I could do, I, I could act, which make no mistake. I cannot act. I mean, listen to the dynamic dynamics in my voice. I am not an actor, but I loved doing it because I could be someone else. I would always go first because guess what? I didn't want to hear anybody else go after me. I wanted to be the first one done. I didn't want to hear any of my competition. I go first and I leave and I go sit there and I play my Game Boy while the rest of the UIL meet goes on. (laughs) That's what I did and hung out with my science and mathlete friends. So yes, I'm not knocking you because y'all were my friends. But I loved poetry. Now, would I do that again? You know, I listened to the Moth podcast, great podcast. I, man, I don't know what possessed me to do that now. (laughs) I have no idea why I did it. I think you enjoy, I think you enjoy putting words out in the world. I mean, you are doing the whole, you know, translating the book thing, like putting the, you know, your voice to books, you know, doing your own version of books on tape. Yeah. I don't know why we call it books. We call it audio books. I still think it should be called books on tape. It was a much better naming convention. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I mean, CD books though. You get that whole like you just get like dozens and dozens of CDs, right? Yeah. And then your 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 mom brings home a briefcase and like, what's that? Oh, it's the Hobbit. Oh, it's the Lord of the Rings trilogy on CD. I listen to the abridged ones, just like Classics Illustrated, the ones that they turn them into comic books. I've read all the classics in art yeah. form. in art form love it yeah so poetry was poetry was an interesting like i said that was middle school that was in between you know doing you're you're thinking wow poetry and airwalks yeah this kid really didn't know what he was in in middle school like every child okay well i think i think that's interesting i the question i thought about too around introverts and extroverts is when does we, we've kind of de- we've never really spent any time defining what an introvert was and an extrovert was. We just sure. assumed our listeners understood that. But in our arguments, pretty much an introvert is someone who has who doesn't get their batteries charged with people. They get their batteries yep. drained with people. And extroverts are people who get their batteries charged with people. I wonder at what point are are we born extroverts? Did you know that? Did you know you were an introvert early on, or did you find out in middle school and high school that you were an introvert, or was it more? Cause, because I have a strong suspicion that I became more and more extroverted as I grew up. Um, yeah, I, I well, I think I've I think I've become more and more introverted as I've grown up. The difference is I've learned how to better deal 
because of just because of the nature of my profession, I've learned how to deal and how to work with my introversion and how to recharge at the right times. So I think in, I don't know, hypothesizing, I think you probably are born either an introvert or extrovert. You just don't, once you realize it, it's not till, it's not till later on that you realize it. And when you do realize it, that's probably right about the time you hit puberty, which everything else goes out the window. So are you really, are you really learning how to deal with your introversion and extroversion? Are you really just lashing out? Is that that time when your parents become most difficult? You you know, what is it really when you hit that age? So I think when you get into high school, you deal with all of that, just madness, as I would call it. Some people probably had a whole ton of fun in high school. Let's not even, we'll, we'll get to college. We'll get to college in a minute. That's, that's another fun time. But I don't think, I think you're born with it, but I don't think you really realize what it is and how to deal with it until later on in life. That's fair. I think as we, as, as we look at it and we, we brought the topic of school today, I wasn't exactly thrilled. I, and I don't know how many listeners, if, if we've kept them, Ross, we've kept them through one. Um, two, two <laughs> listeners. <laughs> But one person said they were excited to hear about schools, probably has <laughs> multiple family members who are educators. <laughs> I have saying. so much more optimism than you about people wanting to listen to this. But I do think that I do think school is an interesting topic because it wasn't a great time for my, me either. I don't think anyone really looks back on school. Really, I hope not. Really looking back on high school going, well, it was the best time of my life. If they do, I have other questions. But I don't think it has anything to do with being introverted and extroverted. But I well, it's it, well, and it's it's how it's how you were able to hand. Well, like like I said at the beginning, school was a business transaction for me, right? I feel as an introvert, there was no, there was no, there was nothing in between that, right? It was business transaction, rest, business transaction, rest. I feel like. My observation of college was it was for extroverts, and this is where this is where I need you to correct me, Greg. It was business transaction, party, business transaction, party, 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 <laughs> business transaction, party. You know, like it, it was like, what are fraternities and sororities? There is not a single introvert in those maybe there is but if it was if it was an introvert they're in business fraternity party they're in business fraternities and yeah and, and right. the calculus fraternity yeah they're doing they're doing there's no i never went to a single well they're absolutely party. they're absolutely social organizations i mean they're called that right i mean greek life is a yeah, social or, they're, yeah. they're, they're a social organization i mean club by its nature is also a social thing I'm not sure that they're introverts or extroverts because I, I think introverts would benefit more from being part of fraternities than extroverts. A lot of my super extroverted friends didn't want to be part of fraternities because they could make friends on their own. Their whole yeah. attitude was like, why do I need this thing to help me find friends? I've got, I can go make a whole bunch of them without this. Um, yeah. I mean, I was part of, I was part of, by ipso facto being the DJ personality that I am, I was part of like seven or eight different fraternities. I just didn't pledge any of them. I have my own that I was part so of. That I don't even know how I got suckered into that thing. But yeah, now that's but that's got to be in that's got to be some some sort of extroversion slant of 
being in multiple clubs, multiple fraternities, because it's, it's, you're jumping around from one to one trying to find what is exciting for you, right? And you're like, and if you, and if you don't like it, eh, move on versus as an introvert, if I had joined a club, which trust me, I looked at fraternities for a hot second. And I was like, I did my deep analysis. I'm like, no, I don't think I would enjoy that, right? Because I was very, I was, I was very hesitant, right, to join those things versus I see these other people like, yeah, I don't know, we're just going to go try it out, you know, because I'd be in group projects and you get paired up with just random people in school, which drove me absolutely bonkers. It's like, wait, you want to pair me up with just like count off one, two, one, two, what is this elementary school Red Rover? Like, I don't even know what this is, but I would meet these people and they'd be like, oh yeah, we're just going to go, we're just going to go, you know, hang out here or go to this club or try this out. And I'm like, y'all haven't done any like research on it, looked into it, seen what they do. Nothing. No, no, no. We're just going to go try it out. No hard pass. Right. Hard pass. College, college was not, I mean, college was fun. It was an adventure to meet as many different people as I could um, learn everything it was. I mean, I would show up at anything. I remember one time I went to Diwali ceremony uh, at UT Austin and, uh, Someone looked over at me and goes, we didn't know you were Indian. I'm like, I'm not Indian. They're like, we didn't know you were Hindu. I said, I'm not Hindu either. They're like, what are you just, doing? I'm like, I, just I saw a poster and it sounded interesting. I had never been to Diwali before, so I thought this will be fun. Yeah. No, I love to people watch, right? I'll, I'll people watch. But man, if somebody would have questioned that, I would have been the first person out the door. I would have felt like, I'd be like, oh no, okay, I'm not. And I would have left, right? Just because I would have felt bad even though I would have potentially even been interested in that just to understand the culture. That's just, so I think that's just how I was, how I was wired. I think for me, college, college should in many ways return back to, I think the definition it had before, which was this idea. And granted it was for privilege. It was for people of the social elite. It was designed as a place, a a waiting room basically where we would go find out. I mean, I'm totally being like horribly 1940s pejorative, but Women would go to find a husband and men would go to find career opportunities, right? Not much has evolved from college from then to now. Not really. Um, except for now women don't go to find a husband necessarily and, and men aren't necessarily going to get careers. But, but regardless, it's a chance for you to find yourself. It's a chance yeah. for you to find out who you are and gives you a four-year kind of window if you can afford it because that's privilege right there, absolute privilege to find yourself. And for introverts, I think even though they approached it from a business transaction perspective, they did find some things that they did like or didn't like, whether it was classes or whether it was somewhat social settings. I didn't know anyone that was a complete introvert who never left their dorm room. Like I never met anybody who didn't have some friends in college when they didn't have friends before. Yeah. Okay. Well, you bet one, I think. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, but, <laughs> but uh, no, that's not true. I mean, I met the, the person who helped me get my job at my, my first job out of college. I met, he graduated before me, made a recommendation. We hung out for a year. Like we knew each other. We didn't hang out a lot outside of school, but like while in class, like in between class, meet up with this person and helped, helped me get my first job. So I can't say that I didn't have any friends now. For me, at the time, the college I went to was a commuter college or was very strongly commuter college. So what would I do on the weekends? I would, I would go home. I would hang out with my family. I still had some of the friends that I had in high school that I would hang out with. 
So I went back to the, uh, you know, the comfortable old shoe that I had. So that's, that's kind of how I, that's, that's almost how I recharged, right? I would go five days, work week, school, hardcore, get the job done. And my recharging was go back to something that, you know, something smaller, something I was comfortable with, recharge the batteries, get ready to go for the next round. And, I, and that's where I think there's the greatest service in the college conversation, right? Because we do know from the data, we know from separate, not about introverts and extroverts specifically, but we know from the data that students who go away from home tend to do better in school than if they stay home. Mm-hmm. Do better in grades. They tend to build a better social network. If they stay away, they build social capital and they do better in life. But then the question then becomes, what does that mean for the introvert and extrovert? Like, what are the skills we're teaching in high school and, and in middle school to introverts to help them be successful in an environment that you call an extroverted wonderland, right? I mean, how do we help them, right? I, I know I was a bit tongue-in-cheek about the whole, like, going to meet your husband, going to find a job, but or going to find your wife. Let's just change it around. Going to find your spouse of any type. Going to find your future partner. But, yep. but I think there's a reason why people say that, do you find your partner in college. I think the reason why they say that is because you are the most – you're the most raw version of yourself. You're willing to be open to experiences and new ideas. And in that process, you find you're finding like-minded people that can appreciate that. Now, that doesn't say anything for divorce and so on and so forth. But I, but I just, I do think it's an interesting concept to take that level, that window, and suggest that college is a place where you can find yourself. But for introverts, it might be the way at least it's set up or established, it could be a negative experience, at least from your experience. It doesn't sound like it was a very positive, necessarily positive one from that perspective. No, and it, it, and I mean, I appreciate the schooling I received. You know, once again, I wouldn't have stuck with the transaction if I didn't realize it provided value. At the same time, I do think I learned a significant amount about myself. And that is when I learned to figure out how to better deal with the introversion, right? Because college is a time where people ask you, hey, you want to go out for drinks, assuming you're of legal age, right? Do you want to go to a party? Do you want to do this? As an introvert, this is when you start to grip with your feelings of, how do I say no? It's not that I don't like y'all. It's, it's not that I don't want to hang out with these couple of people. But the setting I am going to go to is not going to be energizing and satisfying for me. So you learn how to navigate those social norms, which we all know ends up, at least if you're in a work environment with a large number of working people, ends up turning into happy hours and other activities where there are people that you truly enjoy conversing with, but then afterwards and after work, you're drained and you have to figure out how to navigate saying no to somebody and you I I feel bad every time I have to say no to somebody about going out and doing this or going out and doing that I'm kind of like I I need a little bit of me time I learned how to better navigate that in college so college did provide value obviously it just wasn't what if I talk to somebody about, oh, I partied, I had so much fun in college, all these stories. I don't have a lot of stories from college. Looking back on it now, years later, doesn't really bother me. When I first got out of college and I heard everybody telling all these stories about college, I was like, oh, man, 
I didn't have any of those stories. Now I'm kind of like, that's okay. I'll just live vicariously through those folks who did have <laughs> stories, right? Like, I'm totally cool with that. So that's where that's where I think college was important to me because it helped me navigate that. And then corporate America and everything else just amplifies that because now you are responsible for delivering on some sort of company mission, some sort of, you know, company piece there. And you have to be and flex to the personality type or at least the culture that's expected. And sometimes you run into cultural and social norms that are kind of weave woven together that you have to end up figuring out how to address. So that's, that's kind of where college left me. Now you went to, I just stopped at undergrad. You have continued further education. Has that changed your perspective? Did you, did you experience high school and your undergrad differently than you have with furthering education into masters and beyond? I think I approached my master's and my PhD for the same reasons. I, um, and I know that next week, next week's episode is all about work. So we won't go into the office. We won't talk about work and those kind of things. But uh, when we talk about when we talk about school for me, going back for my master's, I was a year in a job I wasn't a huge fan of. I worked with people that I didn't necessarily feel akin to. I wasn't necessarily socially aligned to. Um, and I wanted to be back with people that I felt connected to. So I went back to school. And because clearly must clearly must not have been the year you knew me. <laughs> it was not the year I knew you. No, I, uh, I went back to school for my master's because I wanted to be around people. I wanted to be around people that I felt were like me, akin to me, had the same interests as me. And I originally wanted to go to business school and I didn't want to, I wanted to eat path the least resistance and I didn't want to have to, um, go take a bunch of prereqs. So I went back to sociology, which is what my first degree was in. And I just did a master's in sociology. And then the same thing happened about, well, that was, so 10 years later, when I got the same feeling of feeling like I wasn't evolved around people that were, um, macroly, because by this point I've known Ross, so Ross doesn't feel that, that it was just him, but, but macroly around people at the office and doing the work that I thought I fit in with people that were like me, et cetera. I decided to go back to school again. So my reasons and motivations for school were more around being in that environment with people that were going to challenge me mentally and were going to make me feel, because no offense to modern workplace, but you're not necessarily going to get the most academically challenged people. Most people have gotten there one of multiple ways to, to achieve their career. And it's not always because they have like intelligent things to say. Um, so it was, <laughs> so I wanted to be around people. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wanted to be around people that said, um, incredibly intelligent things, whether it was right or wrong or indifferent. And I want to get in academic debates and I want to be in an environment that's safe to do it. Um, I, I don't think it's a wise decision to have academic debates at work. Uh, people's politics and opinions are different. And so that was the reason I went back to school. So in many ways it was truly a, an extroverted motivation to, to go back to school. And it gave me a safe place to have those conversations. Now, granted, after going to school, I realized it being my PhD, I'm not necessarily um, achieving all the things I wanted from that, but that was the motivation. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, do you, do you feel that, and so that's, that's interesting that you, it's the like-minded thing and, and we both, 
you went there because you knew like-minded people would be there. I ended up with like-minded people because I knew that would be, you know, that was comfortable for me, right? So it's, it, it was both, it both ended up being a similar path. Now, my question is, and we don't, that could be a whole nother episode where we talk about social media. It probably should be, but I don't, I don't know how school would be different for introverts versus extroverts in the world that is that it is now being so connected and being with social media. I, f- I feel like we need to have somebody who's like, we need to have somebody who's just out of school, like help learn us a little bit on how it's completely different because everybody has access to so much information, all the social media. Now I feel like it would be, I don't know if it would be harder or easier as an extrovert or an introvert nowadays in school with social media. Like immediately, I think as an introvert, immediately, I, I immediately think it would be harder, right? Because there's so much stimulus. But then at the same time, I'm thinking, I love to get lost in a crowd. So maybe the social media thing wouldn't be too bad because I could just kind of slide under the radar. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. If, if you think there would be any if, if the social media play would be any different, had you been in school and all of the social media had been there, would you have used it? Would, how would, what would be your immediate trigger in high school if I had plopped, I don't know, is TikTok, is TikTok now the official one that you mentioned? I think that's the official social media now, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know if social media, I do know this, that there's a lot of proof culture as opposed to mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to what it was when we were kids. And when we were kids, we could tell stories. And of course, you know, as all people do, they, if you tell a good story, you're going to exaggerate a bit, right? Of but, course. But nowadays, it was such proof culture, you're constantly on guard to prove people that you know something or you're right or you have access to it and so on and so forth. So I don't know if... I wonder if the, the dividing line between introverts and extroverts is even more extreme because... If you don't have something interesting to share and don't have interesting experiences, you're not out in the world, then you've got to prove it some other way that you're a valuable yeah. human to society. That's what I see. Of, that's what I see of social media culture is that it's it's creating an environment where you have to validate that you're a decent human. And I don't I don't completely understand. Sure. But now, would 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 16 year old Greg be using TikTok? Would you be posting all over TikTok? I don't know. I don't know if 16-year-old Greg... So, I mean, extroverted Greg now is not on social media. Um, I, I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would like... I think I would get myself in trouble on social media. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think that's, I don't think that's a good plan. You'd be, a, you'd be like, oops, put that out for the internet yeah. to see. I mean, even this podcast, right? I mean, even this podcast has elements. Even twice already, I've already thought through it. and been like, did I say something negative that I'm going to have to edit out later? I'm not sure social media is a good plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's, learning it's how just... not to say everything I think. Yeah, well, and that's good. And I'm. And but I don't I'm know if that's an extroverted how, thing or an introverted and I'm lear- thing. And I'm learning how to say things. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I don't Meet know how much of those there, are bud. personality and how much of those are introverted and extroverted things. I yeah. do know that school for an introvert, I would imagine, would be a lot more isolating than school for an extrovert. And I think what yeah. makes what makes school isolating for both parties, introverts and extroverts, is that in school. If you're an extrovert, you so desperately want to be accepted as the individual and be seen 
and be part of it and be asked and invited and, and want to be part of everything. And I imagine introverts are the same way. Their just pool is a lot smaller. Yeah. Yeah, because because introverts and extroverts, I mean, they both they both want those rewards. Right. Same. They both they both like those rewards. It's just one's achieved externally and one's more internally. Right. So it's just a different it's just a different trigger for those for those rewards. Yeah, I think my extreme personality and something I've been told most of my life is you want everybody to like you. And I don't think that's entirely true. It's just my overt personality type and added in with the extroversion and everything else puts me in a category where I'm constantly winning people, right? Trying to win them over, talk about things they're interested in, show you whatever. And I think that's that that has given the impression that I need everyone to like me, which is not the case. And I think for for you, and I would imagine it's probably true, your kind of quieted peace, whatever, can be a little bit standoffish, and it may mean that you don't like lots of people. <laughs> and that's not true either. The obverse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That you don't like people. No, it's 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 the complete opposite, right? There right. there's there's so many people that I I'm sure that I would love to interact with and talk to that I have probably missed out opportunities multiple times. And it's I've never really been called I've never really been called intimidating back to the whole do you even lift comment. <laughs> but you know, definitely not physically intimidating. I've there's been a couple of people who have called me unapproachable. Yeah. Or said, Oh, you don't seem approachable, which that's in the past. My current position has definitely I have to change that because I would not be successful in the job that I am in right now if I were considered unapproachable. But I've I've definitely been called unapproachable and that's hard for me because I I'm just really unapproachable to me is is really just no no no. I'm thinking things through. I'm developing an opinion and I might just be a little bit too late to outwardly express like, Hey, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's do this. Right. Cause I'm, I'm more thinking about it as opposed to jumping out there. And sometimes people think that, well, if you're not putting yourself out there right away, you're not approachable. And, and that's tough. Right. Cause then it's doubly hard. Cause then I put myself out there. And then if I haven't thought it through to my, level of standard then it's like a double whammy i'm like ouch that was painful so i think i think in summation as we get as we close this this podcast and i, I think through what we've talked about as we continue our themes and to those who who choose to listen school as an extension is just another opportunity for us to talk about acceptance of the differences of each other the the acceptance that we exist in the world as we exist and our overtness of our personality types our extroverted and our introverted does does create opportunities for us to lack acceptance um, because either the parties we're dealing with are more extroverted or the parties we're dealing with are more introverted and we get we get interesting perceptions because of those behaviors of which are innate qualities of our personalities so I do think it's, it's interesting I, I want to turn it over for you for for thoughts as we conclude on on your thoughts around school I thought it was good it was a good opportunity to dive into that a little bit and talk about school from the introverted perspective as I was genuinely curious. Um, but yeah. What are yeah, your thoughts? Yeah I, th yeah, I think, I mean, I think school was a give or take 15 to 20 year block, depending on your, what, what you say when school started. But for me, school was a time from, you know, 
first, second grade for me all the way through college where it was weird because I was working. I even, I even told, even told a family member this when my nephew started saying, does he realize that now that he started kindergarten until he turns 60 something, he's going to be working for the rest of his life. And I was like, Ooh, that was kind of brutal, right? Like I, Maybe, maybe he's not going to feel that way, but school for me, as in, you know, as somebody who was very, you know, just tried to be very inwardly focused and had to take that time away from just being put in rooms with tons of people that I didn't choose, school was tough. It was hard, but at the same time, the curriculum, the structure of all those other things was helpful and it did help define how I handle things in social situations. So, you know, I I appreciated school for what it was. There's a reason I haven't gone back for continuing education. And there's a reason why when I say I'm going back for continuing education, it's probably gonna be all online based. But that's just that's just the nature of my personality. And I'm sure I have no doubt that some of it is not even introversion. There's probably a lot of introverts who had a ton of fun in school because there's activities and groups that you could join with just small numbers of people. But for me, school was, truly was a business transaction. Well, thanks, Ross, for all the insight today on this. Um, You know, I really do appreciate doing this with you every week. Sure. Um, And that being said, you know, since this wasn't as light of a topic, I'll put some laugh tracks in here, you know. (laughs) Sparse it, sparse it in throughout. You know, I don't think it way. needed to be. I think it needed to be for impact, and I think it was a good opportunity for, I mean, for benefit for us as well as for those who choose to continue listening, for us. I mean, as we talk, as we talk about work next week, I'm sure it will be light as we've we've uh, had plenty of conversations about the work in the office and the workplace. Um, but until- everybody is going to be named Pam and Billy. <laughs> to completely obfuscate their identities so I don't offend anyone who's made potluck items that I do not enjoy. Going to apologize in advance right now, people. Right now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Intro to Extra. Next week, work. Work. 